Let's get it on. Pew. Tim, season two, episode 37 of Stats and Matter podcast. Just one week left in the NFL's regular season, and our picks race is separated by two. Count them, two picks. This is the week for the ages, for the record books to see if the second photo of the host of Assassin's Creed Podcast is going to be wearing a hideous, hideous Etsy jersey that is an amalgamation of Tom Brady past and present, or if you're going to wear a Baker Mayfield jersey. Although I feel like after the Cincy pick that you fucked up last week, it should be a hashtag let joy roar custom jersey. But we won't go that far because what's going to happen is I'm probably going to lose. Uh, in our cups this week, you oh, have oh, a heavy oh, hitter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say the whoa, Cincinnati whoa, whoa. pick that I messed up? By messing How many up, times you mean have... I got I got correct? This is this is where we need someone like you said, like, oh hey Jimmy, pull it up, go back in the podcast. And how many times that I was like trying to tell you all season, hashtag let Joey roar. What were you doing? You weren't on the bandwagon. Hey. You weren't on the train like hey. the rest of us were. Hey, last week I chose Cincy oh, over you, the Chiefs you picked against and they the... won. <sighs> Spoiler alert for what we're gonna get to in the episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, uh, even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes, Tim. Okay. I've found more nuts than you have, so what does that say? <laughs> Carry on, sir. Oh, boy. In our cups this week, you have a heavy hitter, a triple IPA from mm-hmm. Broussard, Louisiana. And I got a dry hop sour from Berlin, Maryland. Follow us on Instagram at Stats Don't Matter and on Twitter at Stats Podcast for all things sports, beer, humor, life. Maybe some good articles. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be like, hmm, I, I think I need to... Check that, uh, check that link out. Who knows? Find Stats No Matter wherever you get your podcast: Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Google. Tim, let's get into the damn show. Oh, baby. Last, uh, last podcast of the regular season. I feel, I feel like because you have obviously the better beer, because you do this shit. You don't tell me what beer you're going to bring on, and then you just do. You just happen to pull out a porch bomb, and you're like, oh, look at this whale I just happened to find in my cellar. So I'm like scrambling, you know, just trying to go through the beer fridge and being like, oh, that's a Bud Light. Definitely can't use that. Uh, this is like a barrel-aged stout that's like 43%. Can't have that on the podcast because, you know, I need to sleep at some point tonight. So I'm just going through, and I'm like, I know he's going to bring something. I, I thought about doing one of the Goose Island variants from this year, and I was like, nah. I thought about doing the Angels and Filthy Souls, but I was like, I just talked about it last episode. I can't Ooh. do it this episode. Oh, wait a second. You want to call a quick audible here? Because I got, I got a couple of the variants just, you know, chilling up, up there. I don't know if you can see them. You see them up there? Yeah. Wait, I the, well, I got the big I got the cola one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, apparently wherever you're finding these triple IPAs from Broussard, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Uh, Let's do that, that next week. Yeah, we'll do that as the, the season finale, which is will be next week. Not our season yes. finale, but the regular season finale uh, going into the playoffs. So that'll be our, our celebratory one. Playoffs? Yes. All right. So I, I feel like because we're going to do that, um, okay. you obviously okay. have okay. a header of beer. Uh, I got this dry hopped sour ale from Burley Oak. You probably heard of Burley Oak. They're famous for the Dream series. Juice rules everything around me. Just like Wu-Tang's cream, maybe a little biting the, the style, cop, maybe copyright yeah, infringement, yeah. who knows? But their beers are incredible. Their sours are unworldly, otherworldly. I don't even know what I'm saying. That's how good they are. Uh, and their IPAs are pretty freaking good too. So if you ever get a chance to find a Burley Oak, you definitely, definitely have to get it. So uh, this beer, sorry, Chicky, it's got a nice little, uh, I would say zesty 
pop on the front. That's what it is. Um, it is very, very, very cold, and I am very excited to do this. It's it's an easy trinker, 4.4%. I almost brought a, a Miller High Life in just because, but I was like, nah, I can't do that. Um, one super th cool thing I like about the can, got the nice little burly oak there on the back, uh, nice flash of color on the front, and then the tab that you open the can with, like a deep royal blue. Definitely makes it stand out. So you you know when you see this on the on the shelves. Pours a very, very nice. Nice gold in there. All right. Oh, boy. I happen to love, like, dry hop sour ales and sour IPAs just because, man, it's like the best of both worlds. If you like sour beers and you like IPAs, they're perfect. I'm not a huge sour fan, but I do like anything that's hopped to the gills, so. Picture this. On a, on a cool cool winter day like today i'm drinking a ice cold dry hop sour beer it's not bad very drinkable i'm gonna give it a three seven though this is something that um it's kind of thin it definitely has a hop flavor i'd like a little more bite out of it and i'm not really getting that from it but uh then again i'm comparing this dry hopped beer which should probably be like a flagship or like their daily drinker i'm comparing that to the dream or their super hopped up series like the 100 series so three seven very right. good very good. Daily drinker for sure. All right. Uh, very good. I have uh, a tasty fellow by the name of Holy Ghost, which if you're familiar with Parish Brewing, uh, their Ghost in the Machine series is one of their flagships, and they're incredible. They've been around for a while. Um, some Sometimes hard to get based off of distribution, but they seem to pop up every now and again. Uh, but usually you have to go by way of a trade to get it, uh, because it's somewhat limited in, in release annually. Um, but this one, it's a triple IPA, uh, made with, uh, Citra, Citra Cryo, Galaxy, and Nelson comes in at a whopping 10%. Um, uh, it's also dry hopped with... Uh, Nelson Sovin, Galaxy, uh, I think that was it. It's just a, a mishmash, and then they load it with lots of oat and raw wheat to give it like a soft palate, pillowy type feel to it. Ghost in the Machine is one of my favorites. Uh, I've never had one of these before, so this is a, a true... Uh, it was like candy as soon as you open it. At ten percent, candy for that candy ass. The rock. <laughs> at uh, at ten percent, I mean, we, I've had a couple triples on here. You know, I've said before that they're they're pretty hit or miss. They're really hard to nail. So, I'm hoping this kind of follows suit. But that is thick. Yeah, looks like um, like a like a like a mocha frappuccino or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks. I'm like expecting to see a little caramel drizzle there on the top. It looks like straight up pulpy orange juice. Smells like candy and like wheat, whole grain. Very good. Does have some of that sort. Of, look, it's even got like little sediment in there that sticks to the rim, like orange juice does. <laughs> um, 
All right. So I think it kind of follows a little bit in the same vein as a lot of triples where the flavor of it isn't too bad, but it tends to take on a pretty harsh bite sort of at the tail end of it. This one is followed by like a super bitter grapefruit. And oh, your favorite fruit. Yeah. I've said that uh, on numerous occasions that grapefruit is not necessarily my favorite fruit, which means it's not my favorite flavor in a beer and uh this one is unfortunately no different but couple it with that little bite on the end and it's nah well uh i think i think the one i had from abomination i think it was mm. way back in the beginning of this season is still my favorite triple because this one if you're about to slander parish brewing co i'm just gonna cut you off i'm just gonna say <sighs> this is I can't beat around the bush. This is not good. This is not good. We're gonna we're gonna get ourselves canceled. <laughs> wow. Do you have any more of those? I, you, I do you got not. any more? There's the only one that, that made it. There's probably a reason that was the only one that made it. You know what I mean? Did you check the date on the bottom? Come no, on. This damn. is this is sent. I mean, it's December. It's like two weeks ago. I don't know why I'm looking at the bottom of my glass. I poured it into. Ooh, <laughs> that is. That this this may be contender for one of my lower scores yet, which oh is unfortunate because Ghost in the Machine is like a solid four point five at least. I mean, for sometimes me in a good time, but it's that triple. Um, maybe it's this particular one. Maybe it's the fact that it sat on my desk for forty five minutes while Sam worked out his technical issues. I don't know. There's lots of variables. Oh, going okay. This one. So, so if you have to make a beer that has to be super friggin' ice age cold in order for you not to notice the flaws maybe that beer is not made that great just um throw it out there not saying this specifically for this brewer i'm gonna give that one a two eight. Oh my <laughs> good lord okay <laughs> that's what's in our cups wow. this week we will not be that's spending the, any oh, more cool. time talking about this oh, hold on. it's I, got like this awful like aftertaste that when i breathe like i i breathe it out <clears throat> it gives me that like shooting Sort of reaction in the back of your jaw, you know? That's a cavity. You should get that checked out. Yeah, no, that's it's not, like, that's nothing to do it's with not the beer. My, it's not even in my, it's like my, ugh. Like when you eat something super sour, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to finish this guy. And to be yeah. fair, Sam can attest to this. I literally got about halfway through it in a two-second snippet just to try and make sure it wasn't just like the, the top of it. Uh, burps are even worse than the, t ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna drink it because it is from, uh, it is from the Mecca or one of one of the the great breweries. So I'm gonna choke this bitch down, but uh, I'm not gonna enjoy a single sip of it. That is not good. I would never order one of those if I had seen. It. I, I, I I'll take that back. I'll order one <laughs> to see what it's like fresh, to see if maybe this is something that just got sort of. In, in the in the shipping process or or if it's a one-off but uh it wouldn't be my first pick or like my 10th pick on a beer menu but <laughs> yeah that's not I, I have no way i i would i would drink a sour over that and I, i'm not a sour guy i would choose a okay. i would choose a normal uh bud light over that beer if i had to bud light all right Okay, well, let's go, let's get into a couple of these games, Tim, because let's let's get the bad taste out of your mouth. Um, all right. 
Every time, every time in this episode that you have a sip, I need that. I need that sound. I don't need you to repeat the sound like with one of your little audio tricks. I need the. I need you to perform it. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. get into this. Uh, Eagles, Washington football team, trap game scale three. As you remember from last week, we didn't really have an idea of what trap games were. We just made up the rules as we went along, as we want to do. Anyways, don't don't let me don't let me into your nonsense. I know. I'm sorry. Are we on this rocket ship going to the moon together, or do you have your own ship? Like exactly. Yep. 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 So (sighs) all right, fine. uh, You did. You you got the pick correct. Uh, The Eagles did win against the Washington football team, and there's been even more issues uh, with that team. Uh, Rams Ravens. That was a fantastic game. We're not going to talk about it, but that was a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, Stafford needs to really like cut down the picks. You've been talking a lot of shit about Russ Pick Wilson, but Matthew Pick Stafford is probably going to be the reason that Cooper Cup doesn't break the single season record. <clears throat> I, I Tim Cronin, saying. would like to go on record and say that Russell Wilson <laughs> has redeemed himself this season. Uh, in my initial assessment, uh, while accurate in the beginning, has since become a thing of the past, and he has taken great care of the Burning ball. down the village. And I think he's only got like six oh, picks God. on the season or something. So, Right, and Stafford's got like nine in the last like three weeks. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we, we, won't, we won't talk a lot about it, but I got that pick correct. Let's talk about this Bucks jets game. Now, everyone is going to want to you know, hear what our takes are on Antonio Brown. I would say just go back, listen to any of the prior episodes. Clearly, the guy needs some help. Clearly, you think he's an asshole. I would, in, I would incline to agree with you. I think that you can't really go to the media when they ask you about, you know, when you come off a of suspension and you say you make up all this fake drama and then you go and create literally a scene like that in front of that yeah. stadium because there is a dispute about whether you're hurt or not. And the coach tells you to go in, you don't. So then they kick you out of the game and you just decide you're going to throw a scene like that. There's, there's no way that a 10 year vet makes that mistake. They, they do it on Twitter after the fact, or they use a grievance with like the NFLPA, this is just childish. That, that shit did not need to happen. Right. It t- completely took away from, I think, what was insane. The fact that the Bucks were down 14 to the Jets. And everyone, myself included, was like, I gave this a trap game scale of one. Like, this would have been an ultimate trap game because they were very close to losing. Um, Cyril Grayson, the guy that caught one of those game, I, I believe he got the, the game winning touchdown with like 15, 20 seconds left. Dude, as Pete Trayer from uh, NFL Network pointed out, didn't even play snap of college football, but he was a track athlete at LSU. I'm, is there not someone like from LSU that's just super good at football? Like, is that the thing now? Are we going to run into a little dearth of knowledge uh, with players not being good because Ed Orgeron is not there anymore? Who knows? But that was insane. And I don't think when the Bucks coaches look back at that tape that they're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, we were in complete control of that game. They needed every one of those three and outs towards the back half of the game, and they needed to get those points. Bronk, huge game, over 100 yards. Like, that part has been missing, you know, for a good part of the season because of injuries. Like, this kind of makes you think, like, okay, are they back? Are they primed to go deep, like, in the postseason? Like, what's your take on that, Tim? Uh, I mean, I said it going into last week when we were talking about this game. I'm never uh, – and I said it. Actually, if we, I, w- I wish we had a, a, a producer, someone on, like, on the spot who could like, recall like, audio from previous. I, I could post it, but I'm too lazy. Uh, I said, like, they, <laughs> like Brady and, and the Bucks tend to sort of play to the level of their opponents, and that's exactly what happened in this game. Um, but, I mean, it's, 
What's, what's strange is that if you took the score away and you just looked at it on paper, just based off of the, the numbers from the game, you'd be like, oh, this was a blowout. I mean, Brady went for 410 yards. He had three touchdowns. He had an interception. and th th Those are obviously going to happen, but he had 104.6 rating. So it's like he didn't have a bad day. Like you said, Gronkowski had 115 yards. Uh, Bill Grayson, uh, uh, he had 81 yards. You had uh, Tyler Johnson had 50 yards. So it's like they were doing work. They were moving the ball around. Uh, it's just they weren't capitalizing on some of those uh, big plays. They weren't finishing some of these drives with any sort of points. But in typical Brady fashion, he came down and, uh, you know, sealed the deal in the, the closing minutes. Just, you know, like we've become accustomed to. So I don't know if this is, I would say, like, a are they back? Are they not back? I don't think they really went anywhere. They just hit a little slump. Um, yeah. But, again, they, they, play to their, uh, they play to their strengths, but they tend to also play to the level of their opponents. Just sort of happened all season. So as they go in and they go up against some better opposition, I expect them to play even better. Uh, and what's interesting now is now you have a, another weapon you have to account for, right? Um, again, Grayson, he only had six receptions on the day, but almost had 100 yards. So now you have to take him into consideration, and it kind of goes back to why Brady is, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Because if you look at all the other quarterbacks in the conversation, year in and year out, they tend to have a weapon that they go to, like a, you know, Adams, Devontae Adams, you have, you know, Peyton Manning had his guys. Brady finds ways to find success with guys who never even heard of before. That was sort of a trait of his on the Patriots. Now, I'm not saying that the Buccaneers aren't stacked. They were. They had a bunch of, at that time, and uh, we can all go back and listen to it again, we were talking about how they weren't, like, top-tier all-star players. They were, like... The aging all-star, they were all good players, but they were teams that were either cut or being let go or uh, weren't re-signed by their teams that were going over. They were all just big-name players. You know, Fournette. Like, who, who could have predicted Fournette being as good as he is? Evans is probably the only one that wasn't, like, a major surprise. But this this is a prime example. Just put a piece in there and watch what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing this guy's name, maybe not every game. But like every few games, they'll game plan around him because teams don't know how to. There's not a lot of tape on him, so he's a yeah. he's a ace in in the hole, if you will. Where at any point, you know, they may know his skill set. Like you said, he hadn't played a snap in college, so what tape are they going to review? Like practice film or preseason yeah. film? Even Ernie Adams, look at the tendencies on film for the New England Patriots. Probably wouldn't be able to find anything on him. I mean, maybe like watch his track video and see that he comes out of the blocks a little slow. I don't know. Uh, that was a great game. That was a great game. Unfortunately, it was in the one o'clock hour that was absolutely loaded with games. Um, I'm going to briefly touch on the Dolphins Titans game here because we got to get to a little bit talk about them Patriots. Um, oh, hold Titans, on, real, quick, real quick. Did you hear who's coming back? Henry officially off the IR going into the postseason. That team Ridiculous. has been winning without him. Watch what happens with him in him. And is the number one seed at the moment in the, yeah. in the AFC. The redemption Absolute, tour continues on. Absolutely fucking crazy. Um, shout out to the Titans. They demolished what should have been a trap game for them. Uh, they didn't even let them get a chance. All right, let's talk about these Patriots versus Jags real quick. 
because it, Tim, two things happened this week. Two teams dropped 50 burgers. Uh, that is amazing. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you're a fan of. If you watch a team hang 50, a half a century's worth of points on another team, it's like a train wreck. You have to, you have to watch and you have to go, oh my God, think of the children. Like, wh- where's the mercy rule? You know what I mean? Like, incredible. <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, I had an, that's, I had an that's, the, that's the beer. That's the beer. Also, could be for the way that the, the Jaguars played in this game because yeah. they didn't uh, they didn't actually score points until the game was so far out of hand. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence, interception after interception, just the, Tavon Austin like stopped running a route, and like Lawrence looked look looked like he overthrew him. But basically, Lawrence had looked off the Patriots secondary and had him open, and, and Austin just stopped running the route. Now, yep. Tavon Austin has been around on a couple teams. Like, there's no reason that you that you just give up on a route like that. And Lawrence, for all his frustrations and and the rough season he's had this year, he's going to be much better for it next year. But yeah, good God, J.C. Jackson just doing whatever. There are sacks galore. There was picks, and then there didn't seem to be anything that could stop the Patriots. And I think that you you saw that clip of Mac Jones and um and Bill laughing on the sideline. That's fucking diabolical. I was like, all right, game's over. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, uh, you got the curmudgeons laughing and smiling at each other. This game's yeah, fucking yeah. Done. So uh, a quick story that some of our listeners might commiserate with. Sunday, uh, going into the day, I had a bunch of decisions to make uh, for my fantasy championship. I have been in mm-hmm. the number one spot for majority of the season. Maintain that going in. So I had a buy. Came in, won the first round in the championship. Uh, I had two guys, uh, Austin Eckler and Tyree Kill, who were on the COVID, uh, the COVID list. Eckler got cleared a little earlier, so that wasn't as big of a deal. And then Hill ended up getting cleared, but I almost benched him. My gut was like, replace him. I didn't replace him. But then Jacoby Myers was still listed as questionable all the way up to like an hour before the game. So I almost benched him, but I had Jalen Hurts and I had Mac Jones. And Mac Jones has been able to get me points. He's been somewhat consistent, but he's usually around like the 18-point range, and Jalen Hurts will kind of bust out for like 20, 25 points on a given Sunday. So I was like, all right. The smart move is to play Jalen and, you know, kind of live with the decision. So I put him in. Uh, Anybody who didn't watch this game, uh, Matt Jones went ham Ooh. and put up 25, 26 points. Jalen Hurts only put up 10 points on the day. So that's uh, one of those like, ah, dang. So Austin Eckler comes in. He does his thing. Uh, Tiger yeah. Kill does nothing. He got four and a half points for me for the entire day. Day ends. All of my players have played. I have 111.31 points out of what was supposed to be like 250. I was originally at like a 78% chance of winning. Go into Sunday night, and he has uh, two players left to play. He had uh, Chubb, who was set to go Monday night, and he had Justin Jefferson, who was set to go Sunday night, Uh, and all he needed was 17 points. So I was like, well, shit. All right, game over. I didn't get it. Uh, you know, I was, I missed the first three rounds of our draft 
So I expected to lose. Well, Jefferson comes in and puts in uh, 11 points, three points. So he comes in the night needing like six and a half points. Chubb, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is the most underutilized or most improperly utilized player on that team. Uh, Some people say it's Baker Mayfield, but you know. Well, Baker Mayfield has been played in being injured the entire season. He can't even throw correctly, which is why teams are able to bat it down so much this year. But anyway, long story short, Chubb needed like five and a half points to seal the win. I was like, all right, this is going to be a blowout again. Well, going into the half of the, like the second half of the third quarter, I still held the lead. I was like, holy shit, this is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> they're not giving him the ball. If you watch the Manning cast of Monday Night Football, they were like, why are you not handling, handing the ball off? At home, I was like, I don't understand why they're not giving him the ball. He's averaging six yards every time he's carried the ball. Why are you not just giving him the ball? I look away for a second, and I look up, and I see it's a run play. And uh, I didn't see who carried the ball, but they carried it like hard and a half. Happened to get a first down. That first down put him up. 111.91 to my 111.31 and Chubb never touched the ball again after that. That motherfucker cost me uh, $600 but to full circle that story my gut kept telling me to that the Patriots were going to do well because instead of sitting Myers while he was questionable I left him in saying if he played he would do well but I didn't trust my gut enough to put Mac Jones in at the quarterback position. I put Mac Jones in I would have walked away with $600. Well, that wow. sounds like a you problem. That you yeah. definitely needed to make yeah. some better choices, anyway, so you can't really blame the player. Yeah, to wrap it up, uh, the, the Patriots defense, I think, is quickly showing why they're one of the best defenses in the entire league. They had a couple uh, subpar games over the last three, but this is the Jaguars, but they literally like curb stomped them. They, had a, they held them to a field goal in the first quarter. They didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. So. This is Obugun Wale. Thank you very much because I picked him up because I needed the points because James Robinson tore his Achilles and went on IR. And for three quarters of that game, he wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. And then he got that garbage time touchdown. I was like, yes, thank you, Trevor Lawrence. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of Trevor Lawrence, like I, I can't quite figure out what it is. I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's um if it has something to do with just his ability, I feel bad because you know it's going to end up happening. They're going to blow it up, and you know it's ultimately going to hurt his development. I'm sure at some point, whether whether it's the coach or whether it's you know someone he's become close to that they're going to shit can and, and blame it on them. Something's going to happen, and it's going to unfortunately impact his development. But Mac Jones looked like a superstar. He had 128.1 passer rating on the day. I mean, you would look like an above-average pro against the Jaguars, I think. Maybe, maybe, but... But yes, Mac had a spectacular day. Great, good. It's a, it's a phenomenal get-right game uh, going into the final week. I mean, the Patriots, uh, you know, they've already stamped their way into the playoffs, so um, I suspect they'll come out and they'll use this next game as, as a way to kind of fine-tune some games. It's against the Dolphins, and, you know, those can always go one way or the other, but... Uh, overall, great game.
Colts Raiders. Let me tell you, I picked the Colts, and then the Colts did what the Colts do best, which is lose games that they should win. doesn't fucking make any sense whatsoever. It's the Raiders. Now, look, the Raiders have won a hell of a lot more games than they were projected to this year, to be honest. A lot of people thought, especially given all the turmoil that they encountered this season, that there was going to be curtains for them. And they kept fighting. The fact that they won this game without Darren Waller and a speedster wide receiver, I mean, pretty good. They went back to Josh Jacobs. They just pounded the rock, and the defense did what it needed to do. Meanwhile, the Colts just fell apart. You can blame that on a quarterback not being able to practice because of the COVID protocols if we didn't have Zoom, if we didn't have digital playbooks, if we didn't have all these other things. You have to show up to these games, and and you have to win them. You you just do, especially with as tight as the division is as it is. Um, A little disappointed by that, so I got that pick wrong. But let's get into this Chiefs-Bengals game. Tim, Hmm. you were like, "Ah, I'm going to go Bengals. I was like, what? Um, What a fucking game. But before you get into it, I'm going to need you to pay your due penance and let everyone know. What what transpired? No, no, no. You got to start it off. I know. That phrase that you're so allergic to saying. I'm setting it up. Just go with me. Tim, what's more disgusting? Saying that phrase or drinking that beer, right? Probably drinking the beer. So just go oh, ahead. A thousand percent. So what happened was <laughs> what had happened was uh one Joey Burrows uh he roared. He roared. He roared. And, Hashtag uh, let Joey roar. That's fucking right. Yeah. Uh that man put up four hundred and forty six yards on thirty completions out of thirty nine attempts, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Ran for 10 yards just to put the icing on the cake. That man finished with a 148 uh, QBR rating, which is vanity, especially when you're going up against a team that looks like the uh, Chiefs team of of old. Uh, I mean, it was no slouch game for Mahomes. 26 completions on 259 yards. He only had two touchdowns, had no turnovers either. He put 25 yards up, and it was a game that could have gone either way. But, um, yeah, this was a very, very impressive game. But this was a living meme uh, because all he really did was, you know, anybody who's unfamiliar with it, but there's a meme going around where all I have to do is put it downfield and Jamar Chase is going to find it. Uh, That is what happened this game because if I asked you to guess, I don't know if you've looked it up or you probably heard, but, you know, how many yards Jamar Chase had on the day? Yes, I do, because um, the person who ended up winning the fantasy championship in our friends league, shout out to Everyday Leg Day League, um, Julie, first time first time playing fantasy, champion at the gates. Unbelievable. She had Jonathan Taylor. She had Jamar Chase. Started both of them. It was, and she started Mac Jones. It was crazy this week. It was absolutely insane. She had just points and points and points and points and points. Um, Those three I mean, alone probably like, got like 120 points. Yeah. I think at some point in the game, Chase had had – 250, 260 yards because I was like, I think, what is the record? And the record is actually held by a player from like the 50s. Um, it's like 314 is the single game um, yeah. so had, season record. He had 266 yards and three touchdowns. It's insane. And he had like what, like four targets, five targets, something like that, six targets? Uh, 12. And he caught 11 of them. So like, man, yes. it was super efficient, but. Yeah, it was literally like, hey, I'm in trouble. I'm just going to huck this bitch downfield, and, and Jamar Chase is going to come up with it. And every single time, uh, he did. I, I was very surprised that um, 
Kansas City was content to just keep putting the defense that kept getting burned back out there, and they kept sliding Traverius Ward over to Jamar Chase. At some point, Tyron Matthew has to stay over the top. At some point, you need to take Hitchens or Sorensen, and you need to say, one of you is going to have to work off a few extra pounds today and just stay with this guy. At some point, one of those players on the defense has to say, either we get to the quarterback in like a second and a half, or you need to bail out downfield. because. Had they spent a little more time on the field and kept the run game, which which did what it needed to do, yep. maybe some of those throws weren't going to happen. But every time Ward lined up against Chase, it was like murder she wrote. Yeah, And I don't understand why Spagnuolo continued to leave the player out there. Maybe it was, hey, we don't have anyone else that can handle it. You're the, you're the fastest guy. I, I, I don't know, man. It was it was something else. It was it was an absolute sight to see. Shout out to Julie for winning the championship. Uh, but my goodness, Jamar Chase, like, everyone, everyone about five weeks into the season was like, Bengals, what did you do? You dr- you grabbed this dude with number five overall pick. He's not, he's not gelling with uh, hashtag Joey at all. Why did you do this? Yep, well, this game it shows you exactly why you do that, right? There's a reason why Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase have had just nothing but oodles of points um, and yards since they've made it to the league. And they're going to continue to be incredible pros going forward uh and the Bengals got themselves quite frankly at number five for a receiver of that caliber I think we're gonna look back in a couple of years and we say it's a steal personally that's that's what I think but man the Chiefs really really laid an egg here where they they shouldn't have because of that they now fall out of the top spot um in the AFC goes to the Titans the Titans you know what I mean like you're yeah. you're looking at a point now where there's there's some hype and, and folks are saying, well, do the Chiefs really want to win this next game? Because wouldn't they host this team? And don't you want to lose a game and, you know, face a lower seed? Like people need to stop like getting into all that. Like you win football games. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, and you would much rather play in front of your own home fans, I think, than go on the road and possibly lose a game. That's just my, that's just my take. Uh, real quick. I just saw uh, an update. <clears throat> Antonio Brown. Uh, has accused the Buccaneers of engaging in an ongoing cover-up. He said an MRI on his ankle shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone, and cartilage loss, which is beyond painful. Brown said he will undergo ankle surgery and ended the lengthy statement like this. Once my surgery is complete, I'll be back to 100% and looking forward to next season. Business gonna be booming, unquote. That is from uh, Adam Schefter. yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, I'm buying it. Uh, I didn't I didn't mention it a moment ago, but some of the the idea is that he kind of lost his shit because he was benched and he was about fifty yards away from uh, or some he was oh like he, he had a ton of of a million yeah. dollar payout and, and incentives yeah for and for catches like, receptions and yards yep yeah and uh, he felt like and this is all hearsay you know you never know what's going on in the man's head but. Um, that he was upset that he was benched and felt that he was being benched purposely to avoid that payout. But I don't know if I'm buying it. Well, I don't know if I'm buying it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have had to only have a couple games left to be within range to do that. If he didn't create his own fake COVID-19 vaccination card, he wouldn't have missed and caused a whole bunch of drama on the Raiders team a couple of years ago. If he didn't go into a crowd chamber without the specific footwear that he needed to, he wouldn't have gotten into any more issues with the Raiders team. If he didn't try and fight the general manager or, wear a toy shop helmet on the field that he just decided to spray paint his own colors. I, 
I do think that there needs to be some grace that goes with him. But yeah. I also think that at this point, like I said earlier, this is not the shit that a 10-year vet does. This is what a two-year vet does. And it's pretty bad when folks are like, hmm, who wore it better, T.O. or A.B.? Like, this is not a conversation you, you want to be a part of, man. Not at all. Uh, so, you know, long story, long story long, Chiefs, man, that defense has been an issue for a minute. Uh, they, they have power players on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I definitely feel for them. Because I know Spags is is a great defensive coordinator. You know he was with the Giants and won some Super Bowls. But you got to keep the defense in a place where they they can make plays. And if they can't, then you need to look right up to the head coach and the offensive coordinator and say, Andy, Eric, I need you to put together one of those like seventeen minute drives <laughs> because uh, our guys are getting torched out here, and I'm not sure we have the legs to last us through the game. Didn't happen. Um, Obviously, they can they can win next week and end the season, you know, on a on a really high spot. Anyways, I mean, they've only lost um, a handful of games, um, but that is going to have something to do with seeding, and you know, it makes Kansas City just look vulnerable. Where I think for a, a big part of the season, we didn't think that they were. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a <clears throat> it's going to be a glaring deficiency if it returns to the early season form but as of late they've been playing exceptionally well so yeah it happens sometimes you you give your best shot and then you only chalk up for 250 and you you think uh, a couple touchdowns should be enough and you don't get the turnovers and and you find a way to lose so yeah let's talk about losing one thing we're not going to do is spend 11 minutes on a tirade about um how there are so many players that used to be part of the stats matter podcast that are no longer here because we fired them but they 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 come by our desk all the time and I say we can't wait to be a member of the Stats to Matter you know team we we just love all the work we did there we hate being on these other podcasts we really want to be a part of the Stats to Matter podcast that's exactly what the Giants head coach Joe Judge did for an eleven minute rant when he was asked a question about players after they scored three three points and got that ass beat by the Chicago Bears um, just. Don't get it. Don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it at all. I don't get the allure. He was a special teams guru. He is having a super rough go of it. It's hard for me to, to say, oh, he's from the Belichick tree, but he's not able to not able to put it together at the next level. But I mean, stats don't matter. But these wins <laughs> are not racking up. <laughs> and yeah. uh wins are not a quarterback stat, they're a team stat, and the team does not have a lot of dubs right now. Pretty bad. Yeah, no, I'm not. I won't spend a lot of time on that. It's a uh, shitty situation all around. Uh, neither of those teams are very good teams. Um, but the Giants are, are a team I, I wasn't expecting to do as poorly as he's doing right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's another one of those where I can't quite pin my finger on where the, the shortcomings are, whether it is uh, play calling, whether the staff he has put together, or, you know. Staff don't matter. That quarterback. But uh, I feel like, you know, this kind of go is, is been on par with what, what happens with coaches that leave the Belichick tree and go on. Not many of them have had success. I mean, Trisha, much. Um, Daniels, not at all. He he came back, and you know it's, you can kind of run down the list of guys who've gone on and, and 
and failed. And this is just kind of another example of that. So something to be said about going to that greener grass. Um, you know, you ride the coattails of someone who is arguably the greatest coach of all time. You're going to get success handed to you no matter what. Uh, but I guess this kind of shows that not everybody is, uh, entitled to it. I mean, it's hard to win at the next, at the next level for sure. All right. Falcons bills. Uh, if you watch this game up until halftime, you're like, Oh my God, upset city. The Falcons are going to do it. Um, cause they went into halftime leading 15 to 14. <laughs> they wouldn't score a single point the rest of the game. Uh, while, the Bills are going to score another 15 in the, the second half, and, and they would win this game 29-15. Uh, got hairy there in the beginning, but the Bills pulled out. They did what they needed to do. Yeah. Uh, Bills are another one of those teams that, like, keep expecting to be a really good team, and yet they still manage to find ways to keep themselves in closer games than they should. Not that this one was, was necessarily in that same vein, but, like, I, I'm still – if I'm looking at the Bills versus anybody, I mean, I did, uh, I, I, I did pick them in this particular game, um, but they're not a team I would ultimately feel comfortable with week in and, and week out. Um, but man, how much, how much longer do you give Matt Ryan? Like that dude is just. Well, I don't know. I mean, the way he's got that connection with Pitts going, with Pitts being that thousand yard receiver this year, yeah. just absolutely eating it up on the field out there. I feel like you got to go get that dude. Uh, gotta get him some help. That's not named. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to go get him some defensive help, and you and you gotta. I mean, you gotta give him some help. That, that's the only thing I keep coming back to. Yeah, I mean his his completion percentage is still really high. His his rate all year has kind of been somewhat inconsistent, but dude is just taking sacks all over the place. He's got like at least four to five sacks per game. His defense just isn't spectacular either. So. I don't I don't know I don't know what it is there. I can't quite can't quite put my finger on it, but I, I sometimes wonder if he's just gonna get tired of putting himself out there and, and having no success. at his age, I don't even know. I'm not even sure how old he is, but I don't I don't know. Well if probably I, not as old as you, but probably not. I'm, I'm but I'm younger than, I'm younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. So so age is it age is a state of mind apparently. Actually now 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 you got me uh now you got me Matt Ryan age. Let's see. Why you doing that? Uh, I'm gonna move on. He's 36 years old. He's only two years uh two years younger than I am. You're 39. 38. You're bad at math. Lock in with. Of course I am. Look, I'm I'm two picks off the off the lead, and Tom, I'm probably someone, gonna end up losing. Needs to, somebody needs to go back and and do all the math for the picks because now I'm now I'm questioning all of them. <laughs> you are more than welcome to go back through 17 weeks of picks. All right, deal. All right, Texans 49ers. This is the Texans. Really, really, uh, we're going to put a string of games here together, but nope. Shanahan Butterfly came out. They won 23 to 7. Uh, Broncos, Chargers, not a good game, if we're being honest. Uh, the Broncos put up 13 points, and 10 of those points came in the fourth quarter, where the game was pretty much out of hand, anyways. Chargers win big. 34-13. Austin Eckler came back, did his thing again. But to be honest, I mean, Justin Jackson, that, that needs to be like a like a one-two punch because I think that will really open this offense up to, to the next level. But that was pretty insane. So you, you got that pick correct again. Saints, Panthers, 18-10. to 
should not have been that close. Should not have been that close. Not 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 in the slightest. But that brings us to this magical moment in the Sassamatter podcast where you get to relive uh, one of the other 50 burgers. And that's what this episode should be, the episode with the 50 burgers. Um, they're, they're my favorite team, I said, and, and I'm going to stick to this. I'm not going to talk about this team for the rest of the season. I'm not going to make any picks. I'm done talking about them. You picked my team to win this game. I didn't like the bad juju. And to be honest, I'm interested to see what you have to say because I was still stressed the fuck out during this game. Tim, break down the Seahawks Lions. Uh, I mean, they were playing the Lions. They're a 2-13 and team. And they had a quarterback by the name of Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. If anybody can tell me who that man is, I'll give you $20 right now without Googling him. <laughs> Uh, although Timmy Boyle did come out and put up 263 yards and two touchdowns, which is amazing. Except he also put up three interceptions. So also, yeah. uh, also not great. Uh, he also fumbled the ball once. So, um, pretty mixed outing. Not gonna lie. Uh, if you were to remove those, inter- uh, the interceptions, he did great, uh, for a guy who you have never heard of before. Um, but I think he went to Purdue. I'm just but, guessing. Yeah, but uh, Wilson came out, played uh, played extremely well. But this was a story about the ball game uh, with uh, Rashad Penny putting up 170 yards on 25 carries. That man just could not be stopped. He had two touchdowns. Gus had 15 yards uh, in the air. So, uh. This team, unfortunately, way too little, way too late in the game. Uh, they're obviously in their golf clubs right now, prepping for the offseason. <laughs> but at least there's some some shining bits to, to take away from there. Um, Russ came out, put up 236 yards, four touchdowns. It's some pretty efficient football right there. He had a 133 rating on the day. Um, he also r- carried the ball pretty well. He had six carries for 24 yards, so he was helping kind of keep drives alive. So there's a lot to take away from this going into next season, but I'm a little hesitant to put a lot of stock in it again. It's a quarterback you've never heard of. It's the Lions who are just completely abysmal this year. So, I mean, take with it what you will, but at least, uh, you know, something to hang your hat on leaving the season, uh, even if it is against the Lions. Yeah, I actually bought a, a, a Seattle Seahawks game day poster just to commemorate this. And um, I'll tell you what's the big deal, right? OnlyFans gate is over, and uh, Russell wore a hand thong. He wore a glove on his throwing hand, but a couple of his fingers were not actually in the glove. Never seen this before, but he was slinging it. I'm of the mindset he keeps that hand thong on until I see otherwise. But uh, oh, again, I'm gonna, hold on. Sorry. I'm going to need you, I'm gonna need you to, to say that again. OnlyFans gate? Yeah, the OnlyFans gate when DK Metcalf decided he wanted to slide uh, into people's DMs and then yeah, yeah, okay. you know, it backfired on him. He got he got blasted on social media. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go back a couple episodes. All right. That was pretty good though. Uh, we'll quickly touch on the last few games here. Cardinals, Cowboys. Cowboys, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Just piss poor game management. There was someone at the beginning of the season that said Mike McCarthy is going to lose games this year for his team because he doesn't know when to call timeouts. and He doesn't know when to challenge things. And unfortunately, both of those things happened in this game. 
uh, to the point where pretty disastrous loss for them. Um, but we like to follow disastrous losses one after another. And you, my sir, need to get a little penance going for you picking the Vikings to beat the presumptive MVP favorite. And then um, Sean Mannion decided to play quarterback, not Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So I, I yeah, this is, uh, this is one of the picks I wasn't ultimately comfortable with. I thought. Uh, the Vikings are one of those teams that if they string together, you know, a decent game, they had a chance to beat a lot of really good teams. And the Packers have been a team that tends to kind of be in some close games. They have no business being in close games. So this one was a bit of a gamble. It's kind of just a, a, a random pick just to see, but... They lost to the Vikings earlier in the season, 31-34 in a close game. I thought there was some potential for this to be the same way. Um, so, I don't know. It is what it is. Aaron Rodgers, I find myself actually hating the man lately, which is which is bizarre. <laughs> he goes out uh, every, every week and kind of spouts some of, you know, his... We'll call them ideologies on on COVID and, and illness and and whatever his voice now his newfound voice allows him, uh, but that greasy hair and and everything that kind of goes along with it seems to be, uh, just just weird for me. But he put up two hundred eighty eight yards, he had two touchdowns. Um, Devontae Adams, you know, I mentioned that earlier about you know a lot of these great quarterbacks having a weapon and. Adams is old, reliable, and same thing with this one, 136 <laughs> yards. So, uh, I, I'm, you know, again, this is another one of those I sort of picked from from the gut. Um, I don't know if I think Rodgers is back on this team next year, though. I, I think he just sort of seems like in a weird place. He's, like, mentally checked out but still playing well enough to, uh, to compete, and, you know, obviously he's an MVP contender. Um, but, you know, while while I missed this pick, obviously, Sean Mannion is another quarterback that almost nobody could uh, could have predicted. You know, nobody has seen or, or could tell me where he played from. So, uh, he win for the Packers should have been probably a bigger a bigger win than that. Uh, the the Packers defense, I think. Maybe kept him in this one a little longer than what they uh, what they should have. They should have been able to shut this guy down, even though he only put up ten points. Still had some decent decent output in terms of yardage. But uh, yeah, I think this is now a team. I, I mean, the, the Packers are thirteen and three, so to say that they're now a team would be sort of disingenuous. They're uh, yeah. a, a quality team whose defense tends to do pretty well. Um, they've been in a lot of close games, so you know now that we're approaching playoff season, it's it's a different ball game. So if we look back over the last, you know, let's just say like seven games, you know, this one was obviously a blowout, thirty-seven uh, to ten, but uh, they barely squeaked by the Browns. They won twenty-four twenty-two. They almost lost to the Ravens. Uh, they won thirty-one thirty. The Bears, they uh, they beat by fifteen. Rams, they lost by. I mean, they uh, they beat by only a touchdown. They lost to the Vikings. Um, 
by a field goal. Fortunately, Seattle's the only one they held to a shutout. Sorry, 17 0. 17 to nothing. Uh, but they lost to Kansas City 13 to 7. So, and then the Cardinals before that, 24 21. So they're not like blowing a lot of teams out. There's like, as you look back, you know, there are plenty of other games. I mean, they, they destroyed the, the Saints right out of the gate. They beat the Lions. Uh, no, sorry. They lost to the, the Saints right out of the gate, 38-3. They beat the Lions pretty pretty well. But from that point on, like the margin of victory wasn't really high. It was like 10 points for most of the, most of the season in terms of, of differential until they played the Seahawks where they won uh by 17 points so this is this is this is a team that can go either way right they they have a great record they're doing well but if you're in the playoffs and one play goes wrong and, you, and you're one of these close games like it i i wouldn't be shocked if you found yourself you know taking the bus home because you know you <laughs> got to be able to put teams away and and winning is winning i get it and it you know we just talked about brady winning right. against the jets uh yeah but but I, I, I'm hesitant to say like this is a a favorite for me, but it is a team to watch. Yeah, you know it, what what you did say right there, Tim, really resonated with me. Winning is winning. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Um, you never had me. You never had your car. Now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. Oh my god! If Almost we didn't have to do these me. picks, if we didn't have to picks, I would I uh, would end this right now before we even talked about the last yeah, yeah, game. But we yeah, got to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, Brown yeah. Steelers. We do. Uh, the presumptive last home game for uh, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger, and he did not disappoint because the Browns the Browns disappoint. That's what they do. Uh, yeah. Not only not giving Nick Chubb the ball, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is the only one that Baker Mayfield can find downfield. Uh, he missed Jarvis Landry for a wide-open touchdown. Uh, the guy, Landry had to step on him, had to turn around because he thought the ball was going to the back part of the, the end zone, but it actually came to the front. Give credit to Landry for the fact that he was running a route, stopped mid-route, and turned around and at least made an attempt on the ball. But that, that's a bad throw. Um, and that's, that's kind of what's defined the Cleveland Browns this year. A lot of bad throws, a lot of bad plays, um, and they're going to end this season. Yeah, not utilizing talent as well yeah. as they, yeah. they could have because it I, – like, I was not the only – I talked about it just a little while ago. I was not the only person that was like – just give Chubb the ball and you'll win this game. Hand it off. Averaging six mm-hmm. point six yards to carry, give him the ball. And they just wouldn't do it. Um Bakerfield had I don't even know what it was. It was like seven or eight Bakerfield. batted down. <laughs> Bakerfield. Baker Baker Mayfield had uh, <laughs> Baker, You're a Cali boy at heart. Yeah, Bakersfield, California, baby. Um uh, no, but uh you know he's been playing he's been playing injured the entire season. So his arm angles off, his short guy anyway so any anything like that is easy to kind of coach against so guys are just coached to like hey throw your hands up and it worked they deflected a, a shit ton of balls he also took a ton of sacks in this game so i mean they were without a lot of their starters they had a bunch of guys on both sides of the ball who were who were banged up but baker was running for his life he could not he could not be comfortable at any point in the pocket so some of the throws felt rushed it felt like he wasn't getting through his progressions and and overall i mean he just didn't didn't look great at all he finishes like a, a 53.1 rating 16 to 38 which isn't which isn't great two touchdowns two interceptions but 
man, it was a defensive showcase uh, for Pittsburgh uh, because offensively, I mean, you you see that this is this is why it's it's time for Ben. Like they won, everyone celebrated, but he he went twenty four of forty six <laughs> with one hundred and twenty three yards. For 123 yards. Yeah. He had yeah. one touchdown. 40 times. Yeah. You connect on 26 of them for 43 yards. He had one touchdown, one interception, and a fumble. So it is just, it is time. I mean, mathematically, they are not out of the playoff picture, though, which is uh, crazier to, to, to think about. I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of have to fall in their favor in order for that to to work out. But a um, bunch of wins, a bunch of losses. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it was to that I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick, but quick shout out. You've already heard the stat that doesn't matter by many other outlets, but it just bears repeating. Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season for 15 years, no losing seasons. And if you're like, Oh, whatever. Eight and eight is technically not, I mean, it's 500. It's not losing. It's not winning. It's hard to win games. in The NFL trends come and go. And as we can clearly see with Antonio Brown, that dude deserves retroactive coach of the year for a lot of years. So <laughs> yeah. an incredible, incredible resume. And for anyone who has ever been like, hmm, maybe, you know, the Steelers need to go ahead and blow everything up and just get a new coach. Uh, take two steps back, fuck your own face, and don't ever suggest something like that. Until yeah. Tomlin falls off the actual requisite cliff, until he walks across one of those bridges in Pittsburgh, sleepwalking, and falls into the river, nah. Yeah. Nah. He's going to be one of the best. So I I found what this this is this is crazy the fact that they're still like even potentially in the conversation because they're they're eight and seven so they have a winning record which you just said but basically they have to win. Um, well they're eight seven and one. Remember they got that tie yeah. with the Lions. <laughs> uh, so they're, the they're nine seven and one now. Man. Uh, oh no no no! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They're eight seven one. If they beat the Ravens, they'd be nine seven one. Um, yeah. So the Colts have to lose, and the Chargers or Raiders have to win in order for them to make the playoffs. Hmm. So you're saying there's a chance, but I'm saying uh, there's a chance. Let's let's take a look at these at these picks here. All right, let's you've rapid seven. fire these. Let's see. You got, you got seven picks right this last week, okay? And I got okay. six. I was close, but you got a couple more. Um, I have 69 total. Nice. <laughs> For you the have record, 71. I missed one game, and it was the gut, yeah. the gut pick that I made at the end of the, at the, end of the day. Yeah, well, you know, shit happens. Make a couple gut picks this week, Tim. Please, at least two. Um, so we can end on a tie and both have to that wear terrible gonna, fucking horror that, jerseys. That jersey is going to be... Oh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, okay, let's get into this year. Week 18, season finale. We got Saturday football. We have a doubleheader on Saturday. Tim, the first game, KC versus Denver. Who do you got? So, <laughs> I know. Bro, you literally just said we're going to rapid fire these, and you're like, oh, I know, you I know, I know. This? But then, the, then, the first, the, then the first game I got was, uh, was this one. And I have to give it a minute of thought because uh, of what we saw last week, right? Obviously, Joe Burrows and Justin Herbert. They are two of the best quarterbacks in the so in their sophomore year, but 
Burroughs is playing incredibly well right now. So, <clears throat> um, I don't know why I even mentioned Herbert because they're playing the Broncos, but still, uh, <laughs> right now I I don't have I even though the the Chiefs are playing like vintage Chiefs, I don't have the most amount of confidence in them overall. Uh, points allowed per game, Denver has a better defense than uh the Chiefs do, but as of late. The Chiefs seem to have found their identity on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but other than passing yards per game, statistic-wise, these two are very, very similar. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs because they tend to put up more points per game, and I think that's ultimately gonna be what takes this game. But if Denver finds a way to put up points, I can see Denver walking away with this one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Chiefs. Because I think, you know, Joe Burrow is like a perfect storm right now. And that, that game was like a hard one to to kind of pick either way. I kind of got lucky on that one. Uh, but Kansas City should yeah. win this. Kansas City should win this game, but it depends on what defensive version we get. And, I mean, if they decide to rest some players, then I, I'm losing my first game. I think Denver takes it mm. if, they, if they start resting players. Interessante. All right. I got Dallas-Philly the Saturday night game if you will prime time listen we didn't put out the episode in which we discussed all the coaching hires this year and i of all the coaches i could ballyhoo i ballyhooed the shit out of nick sirianni i was like who is this guy i don't think that he is the guy clinches a playoff berth in their first season and now <laughs> it's tough because the nfc east is not really a great division anyways so for two teams to come out of that division to go to the playoffs Pretty, pretty crazy. A lot of bad things need to happen the rest of the league. Got to, got to hand it to to Coach Sirianni there. Obviously, maximize the best use out of his players this year, given everything that's that's gone on. That being said, Dallas, Dallas, don't do me wrong. Dallas, Dallas, listen to me. Dallas, look at me. Look at me. You're going to the playoffs now. Just don't lose this game. Uh, Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, this is the Sunday slate, one o'clock. Uh, I'm gonna go Green Bay. Right, right, we're gonna give it an. Not gonna go to Detroit. Now we're gonna now we're gonna rapid fire the some of these here. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna try and overthink them. Green Bay. All right, Sam needed a COVID break real quick. I did not need. I needed to sneeze, and I just didn't feel like the the listeners wanted to hear that. It would have no sounded terrible, anymore. but it would have sounded. Sam, there are no colds anymore. It's just all COVID. Oh my God, Tim Rogers, stop with the <laughs> bullshit. This is not Tuesday with Pat McAfee. Okay, uh, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Colts. Got to do it here. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. If it was any other team, like the Titans, oh boy, wouldn't pick them. But uh, got to go Indy here. All right, uh, <clears throat> Giants Washington. Uh, this one could. This one's a little bit of a toss up. Um, I think Washington has been playing better as of late, but I know they stack up pretty well in terms of stats. Washington does seem to be. Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Let's go Washington. That's a gut pick, Sam. I'm giving you one right now, right out the gate. Okay, if the Giants win against the Washington football team in Week 18, I think we got you know a lot more things to think about. All right, Chicago, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins will be back for this game because he will have passed the COVID protocol, hopefully. If Kirk Cousins just got a vaccine, he'd have been fine, wouldn't have missed any games. But that man got paid $34 million to not take a vaccine. I mean, I'm obviously conflating the two things here, but Mike Zimmer's thing was, 
don't catch COVID, protect the team. And they asked Kirk, and Kirk said he would do whatever he could to help the team, like sitting in a plexiglass box of emotion to save the rest of the team. They needed him, and where was he last week? Not even there. Crazy. So I think they make up for it this week. I think they win. Nice. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, Houston, uh, with the return of the King. As long as he is healthy, this team has been finding ways to win without him. Throw him into the mix, and you have yourself quite the uh, tasty treat. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Tennessee here. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson does come back. I think he's rusty, but I do think that if he comes back, it gives the team an energy jump. It gets them to win this game. I don't think it's going to be a Cinderella story for the Steelers. Sorry, Dan and John, other listeners of the podcast who are big Steelers fans. But I, I think I think Baltimore, I'm going gut here. I think that Baltimore does pull this out. Um. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Uh, these two guys, uh, these two teams. Think, I, I know. I know. Think. But let me run through these stats real quick for you because other than points scored per game, points allowed per game, they both are tied at 17th in the league. Passing yards per game. Burroughs obviously has a clear advantage over the Browns. Rushing Can't yards. Can't believe this shit. But Can't believe it. Rushing yards per game, it's flip-flopped, where the Browns are fourth in the league and Cincinnati's 22nd in the league. Um, defense, defensive passing yards allowed per game. The defense of uh, Cincinnati ranks 27th in the league versus the Browns, 6th in the league. So this could be one of those games. Uh, sorry, passing yards. Uh, rushing yards, uh, it's flip-flopped, 5th versus 16th in the league. But... This is going to be one of those games that, you know, everything leans Burrow's way. But if they get the, if they actually pass our, our hand the ball off to fucking Chubb and let him do his thing, it's going to open up the field and Baker might be able to complete a pass or two if he wanted to. But I'm going to go Cincinnati with this one. But I'm, t- I don't have a good feeling about this pick. I don't have a good what feeling if, about this pick. What if they decide to sit players? Because they've, they've won the division. They already, they're already in the playoffs. So what if, what if they, what if the Bengals decide to rest some players? Like I already said, I already said I don't necessarily feel comfortable about this pick just in general. Um, but if they if they sit players and the Browns don't, uh, with the Browns already being knocked out, like they run the same chance of sitting players just to kind of see what they they have. What are you gonna do? Run out some like, you know, eight, week eighteen is is a joke. This is why I asked last week if we should just call it, it would be 17. it would be it would be if we didn't have. Half of the NFC is still in the playoff hunt for the last couple spots. The last spot is it? Would I know. Be. There's that's, so much that's things that need weird, to. That's the weird toss yep. up. Like maybe we should have just picked. Maybe we should have just picked like games that mattered because there's so many of these that just don't that are going to be like coin tosses, right? Like stats. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Four o'clock games here. Uh, Rams. Niners. Rams got to win this game. Niners got to win this game. I'm gonna go with the team that I think has a better quality team and i don't believe that's the niners so i'm gonna go rams here it's gonna be too close really for comfort but uh rams will eke it out uh carolina tampa bay this is one of those that i keep saying brady plays to the level of his opponents and the opponent he's playing with doesn't have a quarterback right now they're just making shit up as they go so 
that one's that one uh that this is this is one that you know i obviously tampa bay is gonna be my pick but uh i i don't even know i i could see him fucking around and, and losing some weird like last minute <laughs> field goal or something like that but i'm going tampa uh the next one is seattle arizona i'm going arizona in this one i'm sorry sam uh seattle they've done well they did well last week arizona seems to be the the team that has strung better games together more frequently as of late they've kind of stumbled a little bit but like seattle's not really playing for anything anymore so like what are they gonna start everybody are they gonna sit some players what are they gonna do they're gonna this is a prime opportunity for teams who are out of the playoffs to start testing some schemes or maybe some uh some some of their second string, third string guys, just to see what they got in the pipeline. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go Arizona. That's another that's another. I I, I I'm I'm kind of picking a trend in, in in some of these. I know Seattle's you're just not picking anymore, but I got a lot of close. I got a lot of toss up games this week, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. wondering mm-hmm. if someone maybe took a took a gander at the schedule and uh and, and made that. But let's see. Yes, I I used the power of Google and AI and just said, hmm, I wonder which ones I should give him. Uh, okay, hey, maybe it was a little bit of a mess when you post the schedule. I saw some tomfoolery going on. <laughs> All right, Patriots, Patriots, Dolphins. Uh, listen, the only thing that happens is the New England Patriots go to Miami and they lose at least one game almost every season. It happens, but that's a Tom Brady thing, that's not a Mac Jones thing. Therefore, the curse has been lifted, it's been exercised, whatever it is. Um, New England, I'm picking Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Jones. Uh, moving on from, sorry guys, I, I can't stop him from doing that. But Sam, this is also your pick. I see New Orleans, Atlanta. That's true. Yeah, because I gave you the two back-to-back stuff. Uh, okay, Taysom Hill. The fuck? Like, all that money. What, what To win 18 to 10 against the hapless Carolina Panthers? That, that don't make no sense. There's a lot of things that I don't believe. Well, well, well to, be, uh, are going to here. be fair, he was not signed as a quarterback. <laughs> to be fair, this whole let's come up with our own position, not in my day, okay? Not in my NFL. Let me go ahead and get off my stoop for a little bit. And back in my day, players just declared one position. Yeah, who knows? They're trying to do too much. They're trying to do too much. And it cost them this season. It really did. Um, they could have had a division title. Think about it. The Bucs didn't win the NFC South since like 2007. The Bucs didn't win the division title last year and still went to the Super Bowl and won the whole damn thing. That being said, you've been talking a little bit about Matt Ryan, waxing poetic. I think he comes out there and I think he gives us a nice, nice padded line to end the season. I'm going Falcons here. Would like to go on record and say I would, I'm actually taking New Orleans in this game just, just for fun, just to see what happens. Uh, all right. Last, no, no, second to last game. Uh, we got the Jets and Buffalo. Uh, the Jets are a garbage team that deserves to be put in a garbage can and pushed down a river <laughs> while set on fire because it is a dumpster uh, fire. So I'm going to go Buffalo. All right. In the last, the last game, better. yeah, the last game of the NFL regular season, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go Chargers here. Um, the, the the Raiders need to win to get into the playoffs. The Chargers have fallen quite momentously this season. I think all things considered, the nice ass whooping they put on their division opponent last week is going to carry into this week. So I think that's going to happen. 
I think what we need to do now, Tim, is you pick a game and I pick a game, and we go double or nothing for oh, points. No. So if you get it, no, so no, no, so if you no, get it right, no, you get no you get two points. Here. No, 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 no. So you you pick one of my games, I pick one of yours. If you get it wrong, you lose two. Sam's Sam's grasping at straws here. Hell yeah, because I'm down by two. You just spent the farm. Let's go. I'm not trying to wear no Etsy jersey. What is this shit? I can't even have I spoke that into existence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with many of your picks. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hard pass that one. Four picks. What? Four picks. Four picks. If you if you get it right and I get it wrong, four picks for you. What are, you, what are you trying to gamble me here? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Don't 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 be don't be sitting next to a guy at the table that's got no money and wants to wants to put it all on. Uh, nah, man, I'm going straight up. Let's go gut versus gut. That, listen, right. listen. There are three games on my side of the ball, uh, on my side of the the schedule this week that could really go either way. And if any one of those teams sit a player or two, uh, they're wrong. The wrong. So, I suspect we will end this with a tie. That's my actual guess. How we end it? Yeah, we can't end it. Yeah, because you have the tiebreaker. Like, <laughs> because I, in a moment of weakness, gave you half a, a moment of weakness. We didn't establish the oh. rules on a tie. Oh, a tie is not a loss, right? I hope I win by like a half point. That's what I. That's what I hope. Yeah, but I'm. I'm saying we didn't establish the rules on what a tie meant. I'm just saying I don't I don't a give lot. a lot of prayers, but now so... I'm like, oh shit! I think. <sighs> All right, that Oops. will do it for this Four episode of the Stats and Matter podcast, the penultimate episode of this season, the NFL regular season, and of this season of the podcast. Um, you know, we might open up next season with me wearing a hideous, hideous Etsy jersey. Now I have to actually go and do research. I I just threw this idea out there, and I was like, "There's no, oh, I'll find it. There ain't no way it's going to happen." Oh boy! Okay, I'll here it. we go. I, if it makes you feel better, I'll wear my Seahawks jersey. I don't even give a shit. I'll wear that for free, just to <laughs> yeah, see you. Be, yeah, you'd be smiling too much. All right, let's end this episode. Let's I'll get be out of here because too. I can't breathe. Yeah, because it is tiny. It is tiny. Yeah. You, well, the child's large. I don't know why you did that, but all makes right, my biceps look bigger. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs>